Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. And now, Professor LeVere, if you please, the overture. So, back over to Main Street, I, I just, I, the thing I really enjoyed when I went, when I went through there is I was walking relatively slowly and, and noticed the, uh, the cameo artists. And yeah. I'm so glad that they're there. I like that's a thing that you know any other theme park would tear out immediately. Like if they realized that it wasn't a thing that made money, they would tear them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And I think that that Disneyland especially is very good about keeping those sorts of things in. I mean, the Dapper Dance is another great example. I mean, they definitely draw a crowd, but not nearly as much people as like would go on any other attraction per hour. You know. Like, yeah, I think the cameo silhouette thing manages to live on because I think parents really like getting that for their of their kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I was around there and there was nobody hanging out. And oh yeah, you know, we got. I mean, we got them done because I thought they were cool, but they were so cheap. I mean, it was a ridiculous like six dollars or something. Yeah, hmm. I was like, and, what? Yeah, of course. I mean, are you kidding me right now? I'll I'll buy that. Yeah, that costs as much as like one of those ice cream bars. Yeah, and I it's just like it's crazy because. I imagine people pass it up and don't even think twice about it. Or if they saw it, they think, oh, maybe that's a lot of money. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. But, you know, for me, it was like, man, it's only going to take a minute and it's going to be six bucks and it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Do you suppose the shift in Main Street is, has actually gone from people exploring it as they enter the park to people exploring it as Exit. they leave just to buy yeah. souvenirs? Well, I think that's why they keep the stores open an extra hour. <laughs> that is why. I'm sure it's a really, I'm sure it's a really fine profit center. And I'm yeah. sure it makes tons of money, but I I would bet you anything that it, that that shifted. I would I would bet that when Disneyland first opened, that people would would go crazy for that because, and when it first opened, there were people who still remembered that sort of Main Street. Well, let me ask you guys so. a question: When you guys have gone into a Disneyland style park, I will just say you know Magic Kingdom kind of thing, do you guys ever find yourselves going into the Main Street area? besides when you enter and exit the park no <laughs> that's a that's a really good question i don't think Cause, i, I mean, have because i think because i think that's the problem is mm-hmm. that there is something that draws us to the other areas and that's what you know fascinates and interests us and i wonder why main street doesn't do that the same way i mean it's in it's equally distant from anything the only difference is that there isn't an immediate connection to tomorrowland or adventureland well, yeah. there's no real, there's no serious attractions there per se. There's nothing. There's no sure. rides short of the Main Street yeah. vehicles and the train station. And Lincoln, Mr. Mr. Lincoln, yeah, Mr. Lincoln, yes. You know, I think I have gone back just to just to see, to see the Lincoln show, but I sure. think that's the only time. Not even to get to the train because I've always gotten but, to the train somewhere you know, else. You just said, you know, Greg, you just said serious attraction. And that's what I mean about like these people that go in there and forget about all these things because what they all they want to do is the e-ticket attractions. Right. But I think that there is enough for Main Street to offer that you can spend a great deal amount of time there. And people just don't. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wonder if that's because maybe they know they're going to pass through it twice a day mm-hmm. already. And they well, I don't, think there's, you know, need there's to. so much at Disneyland now. And totally. I think people feel a ton of pressure to do it all. Yeah. Right. To get your money, because it's it's like eighty bucks, you know, and in a single day, you know, yeah. one hundred and twenty-seven now for a for a park hopper, I think. 
Oh, really? Wow. That's or maybe it, maybe maybe in single park. I'm not sure. It it, it jumped 35 percent last year. That's that's really getting expensive. And you and you yeah. and you think about that with a family. Well, yeah, because yeah, really I mean, got to be an extreme. Because if a family is going to put down a few thousand dollars for the hotel and the park mm-hmm. tickets and whatever, and you know to stay for like you know half a week or a week, I mean you're going to want to do everything. Yeah, and you're going to tor- torture your kids doing it. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. it, it makes everyone unhappy, right? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen in play oh, yeah. the park before, oh, yeah. where you see the kid getting upset and the parent getting upset, and no one's happy at the happiest place on earth. Yeah, because everyone's frustrated about doing everything instead of having a good time. Yeah. The best piece of advice I ever read on, on small children at Disneyland or Disney World was to was to go in the morning and then leave at noon and go back to your yeah. hotel and spend three or four yeah. hours just just working around on the pool, you know, and then you come back at five o'clock and your kids will be wonderful, you yeah. know. But no one ever does that because mm-hmm. the, you know that's that's four hours out of the day that you just yeah, paid you're for. Yeah, you're wasting from, from, from. time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about so, the Florida parks is you can actually going back to the hotels is so is so wonderful that. It's almost like you haven't left. We sort. I think we, we we almost touched on this one topic that could really almost be the topic for a whole show. And I was thinking that one thing I really would love to go back and experience. It's not an attraction. It's just having tickets in the park as opposed to having free yeah. you know free reign to ride on everything. Yeah. Because I, I I know why riding everything is cool. I know why they do it, and I and I probably like it better, all things considered. But. Yeah, I know where you're the, going. The dynamic changes so much when you actually have to individually pay for attractions mm-hmm. and kind of parcel out what you're going to do during the uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. It's a completely different experience, and it also it changes how what what the attraction mix is like, and how Disney maintains them, uh-huh. and how they how they run them. Because I mean, for instance, if Space Mountain goes down now, I mean they're definitely on top of it to try and get it working, but when they're losing a hundred thousand dollars an hour yeah. when it's down. It's a yeah. completely different universe. Yeah. All of a sudden. I think I think for a different reason it would be really fascinating because it would change the attractions that people would actually end up visiting, right? Yes. I mean if if you got if if there was just a ticket book, right, that you got because I believe that's how it worked in the yes. past. You get a ticket book and you get like, you know, a ticket for New Orleans Square and you get to ride one of the attractions, is that right? Like yeah. one ticket is per one attraction. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think A3, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, to some extent, you have to make a choice, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, like, that's a really interesting idea. If you had to choose between Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion, you know, or if you had to choose between Buzz Lightyear or Space Mountain, or if you had to choose between Snow White and Peter Pan, you know, those sorts of decisions would be really fascinating to, to witness. And more so after you've gotten through all your E tickets and, you know, then you get down to your D and C yes. and B and A tickets, then it's like, I guess, I think, I want to think that people would sit there with their B and A tickets and go, well, let's do these things. And they would have never, ever done them before. I guarantee yes. you you're correct. Absolutely, and I totally agree with you. It would, it would, it would, it would, it would totally shift, um, especially people who are sort of value-minded and are you know get your money's worth minded. They right. would absolutely do that, right. and it would improve their experience a hundredfold. And the other interesting thing is that it would control park population. I think much better. I mean, I don't mean the amount of people in the park. I mean distributing it yeah. equally throughout the entire park. Because you'd have a bunch of people up riding the the Casey Junior train, right? Which, and they wouldn't. Which be I've usually. never ridden before right. because, yeah. I, you know, I've never I've never really had the 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 gumption to do it. You know, 
Yeah. You also wouldn't, you don't have people staying all day because they feel obligated right. to. Yeah. Because they have mm -hmm. to get all their money's worth. Yep. It's like when you, if you hit 830 and your tickets are gone, you're probably going to leave. Yeah. And, right. you know, I don't, there are ways to make that not fun at all, but that's the dynamic totally changes. The other thing that happens is I actually believe that things like the 20,000 leagues in Disney world were essentially killed because they got rid of tickets. Because when you, um, when each ride is a profit center and each ride has to pay for itself, you kind of know exactly whether the attraction can kind of make it or not. If you, in a world where you don't have tickets, you're kind of like, boy, this 20,000 leagues ride is really expensive to maintain. Is anybody coming just for that? Is someone not going to come because we don't have that? Yeah. And you just sort of shrug and you say, I'm sick of maintaining this. This is way too expensive. And you get rid of it. Whereas before with tickets, you could tell whether or not you could, um, it was actually paying for itself. You could also justify making enhancements to it saying, hey, you know, if we make this 15% cooler, our revenue will go up 15% or whatever. And so it was much easier to figure out how to invest in attractions Whereas now it's kind of like a, a big question mark. Yeah, or even what types of attractions to build new. So yeah. I like the ticket idea, actually. I do yeah, too. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And people would always keep little, you know, keep the the book and keep a couple extras to to have home. I st I still have some A and B tickets somewhere. I still have some Disney dollars. Ah, Disney dollars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know. So uh, regarding the tickets, I think. And this may sound a little silly or a little nostalgic for whatever reason. I don't know why I feel nostalgia for it because I never had those old tickets. But I really wish they made the plastic tickets look like the e-tickets. Mm -hmm. I want them right. to have that little diagonal little pattern down it. And I want them to look like their tickets to Disneyland, not that it, I'm going to go to a castle in a cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's really weird because I, I understand the Disney Parks branding. I totally get it. I've seen the commercials. I've seen all of the ads. But I want to feel like it's a ticket to a park. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a, I mean a park in not like a magical sense, just a park. Yeah. I want it to feel like a ticket. And it doesn't feel like a ticket right now. Yeah. Well, here's doesn't. the thing also is that it actually was more of a park when you had tickets because the initial admission was much, much, much lower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't have to make money off the admission, you made money off of the the ride tickets. Right. Yeah. And so it was it was economical for you to go and just hang out at Disneyland if you wanted to, mm -hmm. ride a couple of things if you wanted to. Yeah. Um. And and that dynamic has changed entirely as well. Yeah. I bet I mean, that was a lot more fun for the casuals down there who just wanted to go and who just have, have a bite to eat yeah. and you know just just hang out for an hour or two. Yeah. I kind of wish. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to ever act like I want to live in L.A. But if if I did, I would probably find myself going frequently, but for significantly less time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'd, I'd go for an hour. I'd go, well, I'm just going to go get some dinner and, you know, go yep. on Pirates of Caribbean, and then I'm going to go home. Yeah, I'd for and, sure be an annual pass holder if I lived down there. Yeah. And, and I just hang I mean, out for a couple hours. But I want, you know, and this is kind of what I was uh, telling, I think, individually, the both of you, how when I go to Disneyland in, you know, a little bit here, I'm going to want to take it a little bit differently. I'm going to want to go slower and enjoy it like I'm just walking around the park mm -hmm. um, and not try to do everything, not try to walk quickly even. Yeah, I'm really excited because I'm going in, in mid-May and I'm going all by myself for two days. And I'm just like, at first I was like, man, I'm going by myself. But then I got to thinking about it and I'm like, that's kind of awesome, you know, because I can do whatever I want for as long as I want. And I yeah. can just sit and just goof off and it'll be fun. I'm really excited about it. 
Yeah, see, I thought that, you know, if I if I was taking it differently and I was doing whatever I wanted, that I would end up writing Haunted Mansion 10 times in a row. <laughs> yeah. and, and believe me, uh, that sounds amazing. But it's at the same time, it's not like what I think I want to do. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'll probably go my own pace, but I – I just intend to do everything I've never done before. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to spend a lot of time on Tom's Island. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I really am. The, the best thing you can do if you have that kind of time is just to literally do everything. Like, don't censor yourself at all. Don't say, oh, well, I don't feel like doing that now. Just right. go through and do everything you encounter. And it, it, I always find that I enjoy that way more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do the, um, the, the story boat, storybook boats. Yep. And the yep. uh, and the Casey Jr. train, both of which never done before. No one I've ever been with has ever wanted to do them. So yep. I'm going to do all that stuff that everyone always whines about. So. Yeah. Casey Jr. is actually kind of fun to do at night as well. Oh yeah, I always so. <clears throat> I'm always really interested in how the personality of the parks change when the sun goes down. That's one of my favorite things is how different the experience is at night. You guys have seen the uh, the Disneyland Canon video, right? Uh, Canon video. Oh my! Know. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, so there's a there's a video that someone shot. I want to say, like in 1960s. Who? Right. And they it's in color. It's amazing. And uh, it's it's like it's very vivid. It's just got like a beautiful soundtrack behind it. And it's just like these shots of people just really enjoying themselves, like a low park population. I mean, you see all of the attractions oh. that don't exist anymore. Did you find this recently? Uh, somewhat recently. Maybe yeah, yeah. I, I, so. I think I just watched that the other day. Is that yeah. the one that I passed around on I Twitter think, or something? I think it, it is. It, it very well could have been. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, you know, because you get halfway through the video and then it's nighttime. And for the nighttime portion, it is actually pitch black I mean, <laughs> from the video, right? Yeah. And you just see, and there's no colored lights, there's just white lights. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and, and Main Street is very like that still today. You know, it's not it's not a lot of colors, even though there are in the windows. Um, but the exterior is all just white lights. And it's just it's really fascinating. Like, I, I much prefer Disneyland at night than during the day. I agree completely. Actually, I, I prefer every Disney theme park at night. They're all just so even, dramatic. Even Animal Kingdom? Well, Animal Kingdom closes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you can be in Animal Kingdom at night, but... <clears throat> my favorite new thing at night that I discovered a couple times ago was hanging out in the tiki garden at night. Ah, yeah. Uh, it's beautiful in there. And then you the see fire. the little tiki yeah. show. Yeah. And then you have a dull whip and then you go inside and it's, it's great. Dull whip. Yeah. That you whole know, area I, of the park is the best at, that of, of all the lands. Adventureland. Land, Adventureland is the best at night. Yeah. Adventureland. It's you wonderful. know, um, so it's going to be maybe hard to explain. Uh, if you kind of go north of Frontierland, kind of like you're going to the uh, whatever the barbecue place is. What is that called? Big, Big Thunder, Thunder Ranch? Ranch. Oh, yeah. my God. Big, yeah. I can't believe I called it the barbecue place and not Big Thunder Ranch. Okay. <laughs> Big Thunder Ranch presented by Brawny. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you head up that way, kind of like like it dead ends in a sort of way, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it was like I remember, like it was nighttime, and it dead ended in a really scary way. And like I found myself on a bridge over some water where there was like these animatronic fishes jumping out of the water. I, I don't know. It was the most terrifying thing ever because it was so dark. There was like one street lamp that I could see. Yeah, 
I don't know where yeah, I was. Yeah. I might have actually not been in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does get be. really there. It's kind of a twisty path back there. It's kind of where the nature, you know, the mine train through nature's wonderland went was around, you know, where the, you hear those fish flopping around in the yeah. cave with the sleeping bear in it. Yes, um, it makes yes, weird sounds still. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. Oh, I, 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 did you ask me if it still makes that sound? Yeah. I don't know, actually. If it, I, I want to say I heard sounds, but now, no, see, now I'm acting. I think I might be crazy. You know, if I was a costume villain character at Disneyland, how fun would it be to hang out in one of those sort of dark and spooky areas of the park and just wait for someone to come in? No, you know? no, the sounds stop, stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> like Big Bad Wolf is just no. sort of hanging out over there. He's, he's not in the parks anymore, I'm sorry to say. Nah, nah he's there somewhere. <laughs> As an aside, how, how awesome is it that that the barbecue restaurant is um is sponsored by paper towels oh that's it's the best thing ever <laughs> isn't it the it's only like, thing better would if be there's ever a better use case for paper towels it's barbecue yeah, I, know. I know well it's it's i feel the same way of course about you know dole sponsoring like the tiki room that's just yeah. it's a great partnership there yeah. but like i i don't know many other i mean i uh chevron i mean it's okay i mean i guess it makes sense yeah. yeah, I mean, all about cars. That makes sense. All right, mm-hmm. I'll be okay with it. Um, so what's the what's everyone's opinion about the weirdest corporate sponsor that Disneyland's ever had? Oh, uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. I, I vote for Mon- Monsanto. Is my is my favorite. <laughs> that is the that is the weirdest damn thing ever to have. Well, it, but it made sense in the context of Adventure Through Inner Space, though. I would say. I mean, it's about Does chemicals it? and yeah, yeah. I guess I guess some chemicals, because um, I guess Exxon did. Was it Exxon that did um, uh, Universe of Energy, which is yeah, also the best thing ever that the oil companies are like <laughs> sponsoring Universe of Energy. Oh no, no, there's no solar here. No, well, now, hold on. Uh, FedEx sponsored uh, Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah it makes, right. that makes no sense. I don't get that one. Oh, we're delivering things to the moon. Whoa, what's happening to our... <laughs> and and didn't... When FedEx Spencer's sponsored Space Mountain, didn't they have... The, I, I I remember a weird video that I watched that was like sort of this weird space FedEx. Do you guys remember yes. that? That, yeah. was, that was the what? dumbest thing. <laughs> Like, I, I, I was that was in, when in, they did redid uh, Tomorrowland in uh, Disney World. They made it kind of goofy, you know, fake robot future, and yeah. they did these crazy videos for Space Mountain that had like you know interstellar car salesmen and all that <laughs> kind of stupid garbage. And oh, so uh, those made their way to Disneyland as well. And uh, yeah, and the FedEx uh, scheme uh, happened there as well. And FedEx, yeah, yeah it was didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm 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 just looking at a bunch of these here. I mean, Alamo. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover right there. Yeah, but you know, I I love that. You know, Kodak has been relatively appropriate. They they mm-hmm. sponsor all of the shows. Yeah, the 3D, they just pulled the out theaters. though, didn't they? I think they just dropped it. Oh well, it seems like a bunch of them ended in 2010. So yeah, yeah. well, it's the speaking of the McDonald's one before. I think. I don't remember. I want to say Disney dropped out on it a little early or left it going a little later than like their contract expired or something. It didn't it didn't end abrupt McDonald's. Oh, right. It didn't end abruptly or something, but it did go very quietly. It's like they just didn't renew it or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
let's see. Pepsi Cola used to sponsor Country Bear Jamboree. I know. Um, what else? RCA did Space Mountain in Florida for quite a while. McDonnell Douglas did Mission to Mars, which that makes, makes sense. sense. Oh, make total, yeah. total sense. Uh, GE did Carousel of Progress, which makes total sense. Eastern Airlines was If You Had Wings, which couldn't make more sense because it was a complete ad for Eastern Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> and Sylvania does It's a Small World. Oh, and that's relatively new, isn't it? I mean, in the past, yeah. within the past 10 years. I mean, I've yeah. Seen, yeah, I mean, I've seen it, so I know it's relatively recent, but... I don't. I don't get that one. Why a small world? Yeah, that didn't have a sponsorship for for most of its life, did it? No, I don't think. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it didn't have a sponsor. I think Mattel sponsored it before Sylvania, <laughs> I believe. But I'm not also sure very that. weird. Oh, Pepsi sponsored it during the World's Fair, though. Uh, you, you that might be right. Yeah. So when when Pepsi sponsored an attraction, uh, what did the what did the parks do? Because they've always been so coke oriented, like. Was that good a question? Was, they might. That's a good question because yeah, Pepsi did Country Bear Jamboree throughout all the seventies, and yeah. I don't think they served Pepsi at that point. But I'm yeah. I could be wrong. To my knowledge, they've never served Pepsi. <laughs> I think it's always been Coke. Yeah, I don't remember. It's interesting huh. though. Yeah. And Chicken of the Sea sponsored the tuna fish sandwich restaurant on the on the the, um, <laughs> the pirate ship, which makes sense. Wow, Pepsi was actually a corporate sponsor from its opening day until 1990. So there you go. So was it Pepsi in the park until 1990? Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. I I'm huh. not sure, but it seems like that may be the case. There must be some Disney nerd who has a, <laughs> a website on park soft drinks. Speaking of park soft drinks, Epcot Coca Cola Cool Zone. Oh, Ice Station Cool, my favorite place <laughs> to enjoy a delicious Beverly. <laughs> did you, did I ever tell you that um that there's and I love this so much. There is a there's a Flickr group for taste the delicious beverly and it's just people grimacing while they drink beverly <laughs> which I, I think i think is i mean like i wish this was a tumbler actually and it should be i should probably just make this of people drinking beverly um just because that's one of the most beautiful things i can think of <laughs> does anybody know what beverly's supposed to taste like no like it's it is the it is the grossest foulest soft drink i've yeah, ever put in my mouth <laughs> 